dig this. First 125, Moro here from Grundahl. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Meta. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got motocross legend Todd DeHoop. Todd, how's it going? It's all oh, great. It's, uh, you know, I had a great weekend uh, just coming back from uh, the Detroit Supercross. And, uh, you know, I had a great time there. Uh, the racing was, it was decent. Um, kind of bummed, you know, there's a few guys, a lot of guys that went down. The track was, you know, quite a bit different than usual because uh, I don't, I'm not 100% sure where they got the dirt, but the dirt was, uh, you know, a lot harder than usual. So, it's, you know, not a traditional ruddy track like Detroit usually has. So, it was uh, very, uh, very hard and uh, very slippery. And uh, the whoops, there was uh, a full straightaway of whoops. I think there was like 19 of them. But uh, it was uh, definitely tough on the guys. And a lot of guys went down. I know Tonus went down. Hill went down. Both of, her, both of them got injured. And uh, I know there's a few other riders that went down. And, you know, it's a shame because those guys are trying so hard. And uh, I was, yeah, I mean, I've I always exceptionally I'm impressed with the guys that are out there putting it in and the ride's really good. You know, you hate, you know, after the season, you know, putting the, in the effort all season long and then for them to go down, it's, uh, it's definitely a shame. But uh, the racing was great. I was uh, happy to see the Malcolm got a win and shake up the points and uh, things are getting pretty close. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. No, it's it's amazing to see uh, um, the the way that the 250 class uh, on the East has shaked down uh, four events, four winners, and uh, hotly contested. And uh, at this, uh, of course, Detroit is uh, kind of your stomping ground. Grew up not far from uh, from the uh, Pontiac Silver Dome where you uh, once uh, raced as a professional. But uh, this time you returned to the stadium uh, with uh, a 1988, or, yeah, 1988 uh, RM125 uh, for a different reason. Uh, let us know what that was. Yeah, I went down there. Uh, I was honored uh, in the uh, Legends and Heroes. Uh, they have a, uh, an honor they give out. Uh, for my my accomplishments in racing, um, uh, few championships I've won, a um, couple outdoors, and then also the Supercross East Coast Championship, and they honored me for that and uh, my longstanding accomplishments in the sport. And yeah, I, uh, I had a great time. Um, I got to take my once again, like you said, I got to take my 125 down there, and uh, I got to put in a parade lap on the track and. You know, it's, uh, it's funny because it, it immediately comes right back at you. As soon as, as soon as you jump onto the track and the lights 
are on you and you start hitting the jump and you're like, it, it's like instantaneous back through the time when you were doing it. You know, I, I kind of got the, uh, I kind of got the low, you know, the low down on going on the track and see where the lines are real quick. But, you know, the one thing was is that, you know, the promoters really didn't want me to, there was some equipment on the track and uh, I really wanted to jump some stuff and they, they really were frowning against that just because there was equipment on the track and, and uh, they really didn't want me to, to crash, number one, and also get hurt. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I really wanted to at least jump a couple things. But uh, like like I said, you know, they're putting on the event, and you try to keep them happy, and uh, you want to come back. And, and uh, they are always gracious enough to help me out and come to those events. So I, uh, I like to keep them guys happy. Well, no, that's uh, no doubt. Those guys uh, want you to be uh, on your best behavior, but it is too bad that you weren't able to uh, uh, maybe uh, um, single double on one of the triples, or uh, at least uh, go two 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 down the uh, that that straightaway sector, that uh, section after the whoops, because uh, definitely still within uh, the capabilities of a guy who uh, was skying out uh, the uh, that big lifter in. Uh, in, in Muddy Creek, not six months ago, so uh, definitely within your uh, your capabilities. Still, too bad you weren't able to uh, sky that thing out. All right, yeah, I did. I actually did jump. I actually doubled through the whoops a little bit. Um, I wanted to at least try to blitz the last section, but the uh, <laughs> they had the skid steers kind of right there, like on right in the middle. So I was like, ah, I better better not do that. I get out of control and smack into one of those skid steers. I'd probably leave a mark. So. But no, it's, uh, it was fun. Um, I, you know, once again, I had to thank, you know, the guys from the Legends and Heroes, Alex Morris. He's, uh, you know, he's the promoter for that. He, he puts on and helps us promoters, you know, obviously putting on that, you know, that event and uh, brings in the riders that they are honoring. And uh, he did a great job. And he has a great setup there. He puts that, brings in a lot of the, uh, the old bikes for people to take a look at. And it's uh, definitely interesting for, you know, the, the younger people to see the stages that the sport has gone through and the, the types of motorcycles that, how they've evolved and where they've, where they've began and where they've come to. So, I mean, it's, treme it's tremendous, you know, the, uh, how things have gone you know, in, in from the past to now. No, for sure. Um, so, uh, how did this all come about? How were you approached by Legend and Heroes? And uh, must have been a, uh, a a deep honor for you to, uh, to to take part in something like that, uh, and uh, and especially doing it in front of uh, the hometown fans. Get to uh, roll around in front of those guys uh, again. Uh, Got to be a good feeling for you. Yeah, it was. It was really good. You know, once again, it brings back a lot of great memories. You know, you know, traveling all around the United States and racing all the supercrosses and traveling abroad to Europe and riding international events, supercrosses over there. I had a great time doing that. And it definitely is an exceptional way to spend your career doing all these races and meeting all these people. And then, and being able to just do that is, is basically a pleasure and you get out there and do the best you can. And yeah, I had a lot of great results. I had a lot of fun and I did pretty good at it. Um, not as good as some, but better than some. So, uh, once again, I was, you know, I was very fortunate to do what I did. And, you know, these guys are, I, and I, I hope that they're not getting ca caught up in the, the glamor of the thing, but, you know, they're, they'll find out eventually, like I have that once you 
do this sport and you move on, um, regular life is definitely not easy. And they should be calling their blessings every day to, to be out there because once it's once your professional career of, of being a superstar on a motorcycle is done, that re- regular life uh, bites you in the butt. And uh, it's, uh, you know, regular life is good, but being a superstar on a motorcycle is a lot more fun. So I hope, they're, I hope they enjoy it and t- make the most of it. But, you know, I know there's guys out there that take it for granted and eventually learn that that was a mistake. For sure. Uh, so uh, how is the uh, how is that 125 years uh, running? I I know uh, we had planned on, on chatting be uh, before uh, the gate dropped on uh, on Detroit, but uh, you had some electrical issues with the uh, the, the 88. Uh, how'd you get that thing uh, back up and running? And uh, how did she feel out there uh, on the track? I know you'd mentioned you wanted to jump some stuff, but uh, uh, that th- that bike a far cry from uh, from what the suspension uh, necessary of uh, of today's bikes. Yeah, you know, actually, the thing is, uh, the thing's really good, and it has a factory suspension on it still, so it's, uh, you know, conventional forks, uh, has work triple clamps on it, but, you know, it has a uh, work shock on it, stuff like that. It was pretty far ahead of its time, just because it had the, the, the work stuff on it, but, uh, you know, the conventional forks, they, you know, they flex a lot, and being that it's a steel frame, that also, that flexes a lot, you get, uh, you get a, a lot of the abruptness from your suspension, you know, basically relieved from you because of the flexing of, of the forks and stuff in the frame. You know, and these aluminum frames and the upside-down forks and stuff like that are, are much much harsher uh, on a motorcycle than what they used to be. So there's a lot of forgiveness out there on the track. And uh, But, you know, once again, like the old, the full floater Suzuki um, was probably one of the premier handling bikes as it was anyway. So it was a very good handling motorcycle. And being out there on it, I mean, once again, yeah, I definitely, I wanted to hit some of those jumps, and and it it was actually running really good. It was a little rich. It was pretty thick in there. The air was pretty pretty dense, um, and I had leaned it out quite a bit, um, but it uh, it still was running really well, and it's still a very fast motorcycle. And I mean, if I could have opened it up a little bit more, I could have. It would have been fine, but uh, I, I run it a little rich anyways because yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to burn it up for any reason because it uh, it is one of one. So uh, I, I mean, I still have a lot of parts for them, but I don't. Yeah, I'd rather not work on it if I don't have to. But uh, and the electrical issue is just um, ended up just being a, a loose uh, loose wire uh, from the kill button and uh, just wasn't uh, plugged in all the way. It must have got bumped somehow, and uh, we got it all back uh, plugged in and everything was fine. Just fired right up and we're good to go. But yeah, just. Uh, Went out there and had a had a good time and uh, yeah I wish I could have I wish I could have had a, a a decent amount of practice I thought it would have been pretty interesting for you know if I could have had maybe fifteen fifteen uh, twenty minutes out there putting in some laps get some time yeah I'm pretty sure I could have made the triples and stuff on it you know done uh, some pretty neat things on it but uh, uh, they they wouldn't allow it I also wanted to well I thought would have been cool is if I could have lined up next to one of the current factory bikes like whether it was a pro circuit bike or a geico bike or whatever and just did a whole shot comparison basically we're talking almost 30 years of of technology and line them up on the line and then do just a straightaway hole shot into the first corner and just see how much of a difference in you know you know horsepower and bike bike length there was and uh i i think it would have been pretty interesting i think it probably would have been fairly close but you know that's 
I just I know I've ridden both, so I know the thing's still very fast. No doubt. And uh, so, uh, just in case the the Legends and Heroes guys did have a, a number twenty five. Uh, Suzuki RM250, it looked like, uh, prepped and ready for you, but, uh, not necessary. Yeah, that thing was, uh, actually, uh, Alex picked that up. It was a funny deal. He was at a, uh, a snowmobile meet, and, uh, someone had that at the snowmobile meet that was, they had it for sale, and there is, I mean, I, I would have to say it's a, it's a 2005 RM250, yeah. and I want to say that thing probably has maybe two to three hours on it. It, I mean, wow. it, is, it is brand Sign new. It's a, yeah, the frame, the, the frame paint hasn't even been worn off. I mean, the tires still have the, the nipples on. It was just, I mean, it was pretty much like brand new. You could feel a little bit of scuffing on the plastic a little bit, but other than that, it was pretty much flawless. So, so uh, like what the the plan for that bike? Like they 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 just bought it specifically just for you to ride for that one day, or? Well, he, he had it, and it's just basically, I think it was a, I think it's just a backup bike for them for something, but, uh, yeah, they put graphics on it with my, uh, backgrounds and stuff with my number and my name on it, and, uh, just so if I, you know, something happened with my bike, or if I couldn't get it running or whatever, that it would be ready to ride if I needed it, so it, uh, it turned out, you know, to be, to work out my favorite at night was, you know, and mine's always run pretty good, and, it just needs to be chatted a little bit. Uh, the carburetor, well, yeah, especially with the cold, the uh, warm temperatures, it's kind of hard to nail it right in. Now I can plug, I can plug it into the computer like today and just adjust the, adjust the parameters on the mapping. So, no doubt. So, uh, um, what were some of the other bikes that you saw on display at the Legends and Heroes uh, booth that uh, kind of caught your eye? And, and you, I gotta imagine that you had some uh, great comments from some of the uh, the fans that uh, not only liked uh, just the the look of that uh, that one off machine, but also uh, remembered watching you uh, race that particular season. Well, I think you know, you know, it's funny because even Andy Boyer, and I'm pretty good friends with Andy Boyer, and he's uh, you know he had come out and. You know, and, and uh, they were commenting, uh, Brock Tickle was there, they're commenting on uh, how, you know, incredibly clean my 145 is. I mean, it's it's virtually brand new. I mean, it was, you know, redone after Supercross, and it, I mean, it's pretty much flawless. It has all the titanium and everything on it, and it's pretty much, it's, you know, it's a one-of-a-kind motorcycle, and it's a championship bike, and so it's, it's one of those things where you look at it, and it, it's basically, I mean, pretty much like brand new, and and uh, so, you know, seeing an 88 RM125 that looks brand new with work parts on it is, you know, it's not something you see every day. And, you know, it, uh, it definitely catches your eye. And, and so it, uh, it's, it's fun to just get on and ride. It's fun to have people's reaction to it. And also the big thing I think that people really miss is, like, and it's the number one comment really when you, anytime you hear or have a, a really nice uh, two-stroke at the races is, you get the smell of the racing fuel and the two-stroke gas, and with a with a with the two-stroke oil. And it, I mean, that alone is worth riding a two-stroke because people just love that sweet smell of the two-stroke two-stroke uh, motorcycle, and uh, also the sign. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where people just uh, you know it's it's hard to get away from a two-stroke just from the cost, the effectiveness, and then also the uh, uniqueness of the machine. But uh, yeah, they had some neat bikes there. They had, uh, you know, some uh, CR, older CRs, some uh, uh, 
early 80s, 250s, and uh, a couple uh, 500s. They had some Suzuki's there. Um, it, yeah, I mean, our old RM250, 70, I think it was 77 RM250. And there was a lot of really neat pieces there. I mean, that stuff is, a lot of it's making a comeback. A lot of it, people are uh, really interested in riding a lot of Evo bikes. And I myself was a lot of fun, you know, in the past. This past year, riding, I had a, I rode an eighty, the CR eighty, CR four eighty, nineteen eighty CR four eighty works bike, at that uh, that motocross presentation. And I was uh, I was very impressed on uh, how how uh, how good that bike was. Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Button, former factory Supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're gonna take it to a commercial. And we'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. X-Racing Man. But more than bikes, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bull. And they goes with brand. Fat bull. And they goes with brand. Oats for power. Brands for speed. Who that tastes, what a delicious treat. Bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand 
products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today. And never settle. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Well, even I've gotten into that game and the, the fact that uh, my dad now has his, or not exactly his, but uh, uh, 1978 RM250 uh, or RM125 in, uh, in our basement now, uh, found it locally, refurbished it, put dad's number uh, 101 on the, uh, on the number plates and uh, gave it to him for Christmas. Uh, bring, bring, bring back some memories and also, uh, got them all choked up. So, uh, um, the, uh, the, the, the old bikes definitely, uh, still serve a purpose and still fun to ride as well. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had a lot more fun. I mean, I tell you what, I think 
personally, I mean, riding a 450 is great. I mean, if you want to be competitive at, at a higher level, I mean, you pretty much have to ride a 450 if everyone else is out there is riding 450. But for the fun factor, I personally, I mean, I don't think there's any any more fun than riding a, a 125 YZ or YZ if you're Canadian. <laughs> and uh, or you know, regardless, I mean, any 125 out there, you ride a KTM. You know, uh, you know, older Kawasaki. I don't care what it is. I mean, those things. You can get on a 125, and from the time you get on it and take off to the time you come back, generally for the most most of the time you're smiling the whole time because it's just a lot of fun to ride. You got, you know, you're you're having a good time. It's light. You don't get tired riding it. It's you know, they're pretty bulletproof. You know, gas and oil, change air filter, put you know, change oil. You're good to go. So it's. That's the same way with a 250, but the 125 is just one of those things where you can you can ride it all day long and you know just have a ball and you get four or five buddies riding 125s and it's you know you know you got your you have a Kawasaki 125 it's they're, they're a gas yeah. they're they're, they're extremely they're a lot of fun I mean every time you ride them you come off with a smile and you know you know every time you go out you're gonna be happy about it. Totally. I couldn't agree more. No, the, my, the my thing with me and my competitive uh, riding now is that uh, I'm not, uh, I, I ride in the, the 250B class and I'm racing with a bunch of 15, 16 year old kids that don't have to go to work on Monday. But uh, for me, if, uh, if someone passes me on a four stroke and I'm on my 125, I'm like, big deal. You're on, you're on a four stroke. You should pass me. But if I pass you on a, on a, uh, on my 125 and you're on a four stroke, you probably have issues, my friend. Uh, yeah. Because uh, 190 pounds on a, a box stock K, K, KX125 uh, is, uh, is, is, is a tall order. And uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, Got to run the, uh, the Maxima Caster 927. Smells so good race gas and uh yeah everyone loves that sound and uh um other than when i find myself in the wrong gear on my 125 which is a little bit too often uh i am always smiling ear to ear i love that sound love that smell uh love the sport yeah for sure i mean it's like you know like, like i said earlier you know the, the castro 927 oil is uh, a really good racing fuel it's almost like the thing's making candy shooting out the exhaust it's uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty appealing to pretty much anybody. I even know my daughters have made comments about it when I run testing my bike in the garage. They come out of the garage, they're like, "What's that smell?" I'm <laughs> just like, "Oh, that's racing fuel. Oh, that's awesome." Because <laughs> they love that smell. So it's, uh, it's that funny. might be a problem for you there, uh, Todd. Yeah, you know they they really <laughs> they definitely have the interest of riding, and I pretty much shoot it down anytime I get a chance, just because you know it's one of those things. It's just one more thing one more thing to spend money on and just one more thing that they have to have an interest in. And uh, at uh, 15 and 17, we don't need any more interest. We just got to, we got to keep the boys away and keep them, uh, you know, on a straight path and <laughs> keep them doing what they're doing. So that's, that's the big thing now. So. And motocross is not a good way to keep the boys away. Let's yeah, exactly. I took them to, to Loretta's and they thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> so they wanted to go back again this year. Of so. course, and like they're, they'll, uh, that's, that's just all kinds of bad news. I feel for you, my friend. You're, well, it's pretty, you probably sweat more uh, chasing uh, chasing your daughters around than you do uh, chasing around John Gruy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, I, you know, I told my wife, I said, yeah, it's, it's probably not the smartest move, taking a 15 and 17-year-old down to a place that's going to have like 15,000, yeah, you know, 12 to 18-year-old boys. 
So, and who are all extremely fast on dirt bikes. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. No. No short of confidence there, but uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, what What uh, events do you have uh, coming down the pipe? Uh, I know you're you're most likely to go go back and do the uh, the the uh, the the vet. Um, uh, destinations in in Europe and uh, possibly uh, head back to uh, Farley Castle for that and uh, some other events, maybe even another uh, Legends race. Yeah, I mean at this point we're you know still in negotiating uh, negotiating on what's going to go on, but you know I'm definitely hoping to hit uh, England again, uh, the UK for the Fat Motocross Destinations. Um, definitely uh, looking at doing a uh, race over at Unadilla for it's uh, a bet. Uh, motocross national thing they got going on there and uh, got a couple other things uh, looking at um, also kind of considering going back to Loretta's again I I guess I can ride the 40 plus class down there you know there's a, there's a lot of debate about that you know there's a lot of yeah. people that don't think it's a great idea that ex-pros can do it you know, and I, I see both sides don't get me wrong I understand both sides of the fence it's almost like, uh, you know, it's almost a, like a political thing. I just, you know, for me, at being a guy that's almost 50 years old, I ride for fun. I ride because I enjoy it. Um, I ride, you know, to basically get rid of, rid of anxiety because I work every day. I work 65 hours a week, and it's one of those things where I say, you know, I, I want to ride. I, I enjoy it. I'm having fun. And Going down there is a it's a vacation for me. It's a it's a week long vacation for my family, for my kids, uh, for my wife, for my family. And it's it's a it's a fun event, and it's a fun event for everybody. And unfortunately, there's you know I I, I know there's naysayers. I know there's people out there that are going to say that well you don't belong here. You know you're a former pro, and I see it. I see both sides, but I also see the side that I still enjoy riding. And if that's the case, maybe they should make a class for ex pros that want to ride Loretta's, you know, make it, make it a, a thought of uh, a expert class or something like that. If, if you don't want to ride it, ride a sportsman's class. But regardless, I mean, I know there's, there's bitter, you know, feelings about it, but once again, I'm just a person that wants to ride their motorcycle like everybody else. So, I, I mean, I enjoy riding down there. I enjoy the camaraderie, the fellowship, the, you know, hanging out with people, talking to people, um, you know, sharing my experience, you know, just being around people that enjoy racing. So, you know, I, I, you know, I get, like I said, I get both sides. You know, I know there's people that also want to win a championship. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I got my butt kicked out there. I mean, John beat me. And, I mean, my best finish was, was third. I mean, and I got a fifth overall. So it isn't like it, I went down there and, and, you know, won everything. So it's, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a way of looking at it. But, I, uh, once again, I enjoy riding and, I'll do as many events as I can and, and have a good time and, you know, from all my sponsors and, and I uh, have a lot of fun. Well, uh, if, if you want, if you were to add anything to the list, I would suggest, uh, talking to someone about doing that 125 dream race at Washougal and, uh, bringing out the, uh, the 88 for that thing, or maybe even a modern bike. Yeah. You know, I, I just saw on Facebook, I saw there's a two stroke national at, at Glen Helen company. I think it's like this the weekend. 28th. Yeah. It's like 27th or 28th or 6th or something like that. But yeah, I would have loved to have done that, but obviously I didn't really know about it. And, uh, but that would have been a really fun race to, to ride. Um, cause that obviously is a, it's a great track. It's a fun track. You know, it's, it's a unique track. 
I won a four-stroke national there uh, back in, I want to say, 1990, somewhere around there, 91, 92 on a Hoosaberg. So it's, uh, that was a, that was a fun, fun, fun ride. And, uh, especially on a Hoosaberg because it, uh, that's a big, that's a big handful of horsepower on that bike and, uh, trying to hold on to it is a whole different deal. No doubt. Uh, the, that four stroke nationals, that was the, uh, that was the thunder, uh, of, of the, of, of the 1990s guys like, uh, uh, Mike Young and, and, uh, yeah. Healy was racing that series the whole bit. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Fisher was really fast too. He was right. Actually, uh, I think he had Kawasaki had built him a special four stroke for that. It was like a one off Kawasaki something, and uh, we battled it. And like the second moto, his bike actually broke, and uh, but we had a really good battle going on there. But I ended up winning that overall. So it's uh, it was a great event. Like I said, that track is a lot of fun. It's, very unique. Uh, obviously, some big uphills and downhills, and, and uh, a lot of fun to ride. A lot of, a lot of neat, uh, neat terrain there. Well, what about the uh, the Wet World Championships at, in uh, in I think I believe it's the first week in November. Uh, heading down to uh, like that. Those that's a that's a, a an event that uh, they don't discriminate in, in anything, including uh, like um, yeah, Doug Dubok uh, winning a championship just about every single year. Yeah, he's very fast, and he's still extremely good. And uh, I, I rode with him on the team this year in, in the U.K., and uh, he's a really good rider, um, still really fast, still really he's Super fit. nice guy, too. Yeah, super nice guy. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, it would definitely be a challenge on his own turf to, to definitely beat him because he's, once again, very fast, very fit, rides a lot, uh, doesn't have winter to contest with so it makes it a little difficult when it comes to you know trying to try to uh stay catch up with the amount of training right to get so i think you and uh you and gruy need to uh team up and uh like start uh, pushing each other like uh um rocky balboa and uh and yeah. uh and paulo creed and then take, yeah. take down the uh Right. Take, well, take believe down, me, uh, believe me. It, there's never a day that goes by that me and John don't push each other. It's pretty much an understatement. It's uh, it's been since day one. Um, anytime we're ever on the track, it's pretty much a rival. Um, I don't care where it is, whether it's racing or practicing. I mean, we practice, we practice together, and uh, you know, we pretty much almost take each other out when we're practicing together. So it's uh, it's definitely an ongoing thing, but. It'd be nice to it'd be nice for us to both go both go out there and uh, you know ride against those guys and do well. Awesome. Well, uh, if that falls into your uh, your schedule whatsoever, uh, pick me up somewhere in uh, in, um, in Nebraska and I'll I'll tag along with you guys. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I don't know it was, if we were going out that way, we'd probably just fly out because I'm not driving. I did that driving thing, and that's all I do now. That's all I do is drive a van, travel around Michigan. So I'm uh, anytime I can fly now, that's what I do. So awesome, man! Well, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I know you have a, a ton of great sponsors that uh, help you out and a lot of this uh, this journey to continue for you as far as uh, riding and racing and, and being competitive. Uh, who are those? Uh, who are the guys that are uh, the helping you out? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, it's obviously it's it's very difficult for anybody 
whether you're a uh, beginner or a pro rider to be in the sport without people that are supporting you. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it's, you know, Babbitt, Kawasaki, they've, they've done a great job. You know, obviously their online department handles a lot of Kawasaki parts throughout the nation, you know, getting parts out to people that really need it. And then there's, you know, obviously Dunlop Tires getting me the great traction that I've, I've needed uh, throughout the year, getting great starts and, and having good results. Uh, you know, Scott Goggles, the guys at Scott have always been very devoted to getting me what I need to have clear vision and keep me on the track and keep me safe. And uh, Bell Helmets, once again, you know, keeping my head safe. I had a, I had a few goes on the uh, ground this year and uh, had a pretty good crash at Loretta's and Walked away from it no problem and uh, felt pretty good with you know having that helmet on me. Then you got the, the Fox Gear always uh, keep me on point, keep me sharp. And they uh, always do a great job. Evo MX was uh, probably one of the premier uh, you know Evo bike. They handle all the old motorcycle graphics and, and newer style stuff. He covers everything. They keep me looking good on you know from uh, all my appearance stuff and uh, without uh, without them it'd be you know incredibly hard to do that, but, you know, once again, it's, uh, you got, uh, Yoshimura, they've done a great job with, you know, getting the horse far to the ground, and, uh, you know, I, uh, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of things, and Epic House Media, which is my buddy's company, he, he's been the, the biggest part of this whole thing, where, you know, he's, he's helped fund the, uh, the money for the bike, and, uh, you don't have a motorcycle underneath you, you really not going to go anywhere, so. Had a great time this year, and uh, looking forward to this year also getting uh, some horsepower to the ground and getting some good starts and some good finishes and making all those key sponsors happy. And uh, that's, that's what this is all about. I couldn't agree more, man. And for anyone who's uh, looking to do a, a project bike for uh, for a vintage bike, Evo MX is uh, basically your one-stop shop to get uh, all things uh, uh, recreating uh, old graphic kits and stuff like that. I know... Uh, um, Tony Blazer of uh, from Pulp MX uh, just finished or is in, in the process of finishing a uh, a 1990 CR uh, what, uh, 250 that he's mocking up uh, just like uh, one of Stanton's old bikes, a guy that uh, you no doubt uh, traded paint with over the years, and yeah. uh, that bike's looking great. And uh, they do an, an amazing job to uh, to bring back some of those uh, iconic looks from from back in the day. So uh, if you are doing a project bike, look up uh, Evo MX. Those guys do a great job. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm sure, without a doubt, he's probably, I know with my bike, you know, my 95 works on a Troy 250. I got a lot of the works connection parts that uh, works connection always getting you the trick parts and always uh, doing their thing to innovate and make better product that uh, outperforms a lot of things that are out there that helps you get, you know, performs out of yourself and perform to your best. So it's been a, it's been a great year and, you know, I had a lot of fun and like I said, without having those people involved, it's uh, for every rider out there. Um, anything that uh, you can get from the sponsors that helps you out just elevates you to a better person and a better rider. So, yeah, it's, uh, definitely, definitely had a had a great time, and I appreciate you uh, giving me a call and uh, having this interview because that uh, once again it's a lot of fun, and uh, I like uh, getting my experience out there, and hopefully I can pass on some knowledge and uh, help people help people along the way. Awesome, man. Well, I I hope that the next time that we talk, it's uh it's via text message, and that I'm telling you that uh, your Bill's pipe, uh, cone uh, cone pipe for your 88 is is finally finished, and uh, those guys have pulled the trigger for you. 
Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I was just looking forward to that big time because uh, that was, like, really cool. I was, there's a couple races this year. I was almost thinking about maybe riding them on the uh, on the RM, just uh, a couple of local, like, Evo races that uh, I might pull that thing out for. But uh kind of difficult to do when uh, that plastic is non-existent. You can't buy it. You can't find it. You can't replace it. So if I crash and break something, it's gone forever. So it's one of those things that is, uh, you know, you're taking a chance to <laughs> basically wreck something that you can't replace. So it's, it's a little difficult, but it sure would be fun. And it would look awesome out there for sure. Absolute, man. Well, uh, uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.